Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. Hello and welcome back to Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life. This is Sister and You Stay. And this is Sister Veritas. And we're just so grateful to be back and talking today about let love be the reason for your hope. Whoa. Yeah. Mm. Deep. I like it. Yeah, you know, we all want hope. And I, I need it. I know. <laughs> you know I don't know. This, ever since I was a kid, it's it's just been this reflex, right? It, yeah. I think, yeah, actually. It's, it's like there's something in the human person. It's like we just kind of, we, we hope. We hope. Yeah. I mean, like think of it as a kid, like lemonade stands. Right. Even if you live in the sticks. Right. (laughs) You just know someone will drive by. Yeah, you really hope. (laughs) I mean, I I remember even trying to sell uh, sticks. Speaking of sticks, I gathered sticks from the yard and sat and tried to sell them to the people. That's hopeful. It was very hopeful. It didn't didn't go so well, but (laughs) it was real, you know, hopeful business venture. You know, even, I would say it's true even in the convent. I mean, yeah. I remember there was a sister who really wanted to go sledding. She had never gone sledding. Mm-hmm. And there was, I would say, like a hill. It was kind of a <laughs> hill. It was more of like a grade, um, a low-grade hill. Uh, but there she was, and you plopped down in a sled, you know, just bellied right in. And we gave her the hardest push we could. And... Yeah, she, she kind of slowed to a stop about halfway down this little grade. And uh, and th- there it was. It was like, you know, show's over, right? We all kind of knew right. it. <laughs> right. But then this good sister's arms just like lifted up <laughs> from the ground. And then she starts power stroking. <laughs> and, and it was so sincere an effort. And I did, in my heart of hearts, I said, that is... Is hope. That's hope. That's sister. That it's is so hoping against hope. Yeah, that's really powerful. Powerful. It is. It's like yeah. It's like entwined in us. Like everything. Yeah. Everything. I mean, that's a great example. Fishing. I mean, what an act of hope. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of like I'm gonna put one little string with a small hook into a huge body of water. Yeah. And I'm gonna hope that something bites it. It's amazing. You know, it's true. It's, it's amazing. I, I remember that experience, actually. One, I had a rubber dinghy. We were in a, a lake. And I think there really was only one fish in the lake. <laughs> and I caught it. It was amazing. Okay, that's awesome. But I also felt guilty because that meant other people couldn't eat it or catch it. But I enjoyed it <laughs> so much. <laughs> How victorious, though. It was. That you caught. Or even, think of all the hours. I'm, I know for me, I spent as a kid staring at the night sky. Yeah. Hoping to see a shooting star. Yeah. And the thrill yeah. when you catch one. And even when you even when you spent hours looking and you didn't, yeah. it was still an innate and true activity. Like there was a resonance to doing it. Yeah. And it made sense somehow. Yeah. That I would stare for yeah. long hours at the sky. And it was and it was a beautiful experience. Yeah. And it's like you're it's like a waiting for something because mm. you know something good is supposed to be for you right. you know trusting that like I mean I remember I was in love with Peter Pan as a child <laughs> and I remember as like four years old I would I would actually wait at the window hoping that Peter Pan would come and walk up the the, the driveway and and take me to Neverland okay <laughs> and then one day my the neighbor boy 
<laughs> came up the driveway dressed as Peter Pan. You're kidding. And I was like, <gasps> and I was so scared. I ran to my bedroom and hid. Because <laughs> I, I realized it had come true. And I was so distressed that it was not really Peter Pan. It was just the kid next door. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Your hope was a bit disappointed. It was. But. But here we are. And God's hope does not disappoint us. God's hope does not disappoint us. And I think we're tapping into the reality that humanly we're wired for this interior reflex, for this disposition. We hope for good things. We hope for great things. Mm -hmm. We hope for a beautiful love. And in the Christian perspective, we know this hope does not disappoint. Mm -hmm. And I want to pray and I want to unpack amen. this Let's, thing. Yeah. Amen, sister. You want to kick us off? Sure. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, we praise and thank you for your goodness to us. Lord, we thank you for the hope that you've given us in Christ. Lord, we surrender all the places in our lives, our hearts, and the lives of those whom we love, uh, any places that have become dark and feel hopeless and um, or we might feel despair or discouragement. Jesus, we ask you to come into those places that your love uh, bring hope there and cast out the lie uh, of darkness. And we just uh, entrust ourselves to you and to our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, grace the, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Hope, pray for us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister. Thank you. It was beautiful. Mercy, though, I think, Sister, just Christian hope. Mm. It's, I think, so... I always need to be refreshed Amen. by the gift of this reality in the sense that love has given himself to us. Yeah. We have been given a hope, mm -hmm. and that is a person. That's the person of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. It's a sure hope. Mm -hmm. that this person has has passed through the mm -hmm. cross. He has conquered uh, sin, darkness, death, and he has emerged forth from yeah. uh, the ashes of all that life can find yeah. and burst forth from the tomb in resurrected glory. And that is the promise mm -hmm. that we have as Christians, that if we cling to the cross, that as we, which is our hope, yeah. as we cling to Christ, we will find our way uh, yeah. to new life. It's amazing. I mean, and sister, as you're speaking, it brings to mind that beautiful quote from St. Peter in the scriptures, you know, always be ready to give the reason for your hope. Hmm. And what is that reason? It's love. Wow. It's the person of Jesus Christ who, like you're saying, has crushed and, and banished darkness and death. Amen. Um, and we're no longer bound by it. No, it's it's why it's why the why Christians could sing on their way to martyrdom. You know these early Christians and these great saints, because they had hope. They had hope, and well, sister, it draws into my own heart the reality that Christians have a future. Mm -hmm. So regardless of the circumstances I face in today in my present moment, uh, I have a future, and that is communion with God, mm -hmm. and that future is actually possible in every single moment yeah. because God has given himself to us and we can access him. Mm -hmm. uh, he, we can receive his love mm -hmm. 
in our stuff, Mm -hmm. in our circumstances, in our lives. And that is the the reflex. That is the choice we want to exercise in the sense that we're not made for despair. We're not made for discouragement. They seem you know, maybe, maybe they seem like a good option. Right. Right. But tempting. They, tempting. Tempting. But they leave us lower yeah. and more desolate yeah. and actually empty us of, of who we are. Yeah. That as Christians, we're loved. Yeah. We're loved eternally. I'm yeah. loved in this moment. Yeah. And I have a hope. Yeah. I've been given a hope. It's so true, sister. And it, it's, um, because that despair, that discouragement lies to us, first of all, um, but, but also too, like Jesus, um, he holds out, like, I think in the Vatican two documents, it says that Christ has united himself in some way with every human person. Mm-hmm. So he actually holds out hope, that hope to every single human, per- human person, you know, and it's, it's an invitation to live in that hope that, that yes, we actually have a future in Christ. Amen. Will we, will we accept it? Will we receive it? Amen. Well, and we're joking about, like, as kids, right? right. Uh, there's this innate hope, mm-hmm. this reflex that's active. And if you've hung out with little kids, oh yeah, it's there, and yeah. it's so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and and yet, even as we, you know, move along the journey of life, the reality that how do we ex- explain? Mm-hmm. We all long for happiness. Mm-hmm. We long for the blessed life, mm-hmm. and. The reality is, is that it's not a false hope. It's not a red herring. It's mm-hmm. not there to tease us. Exactly. We have access. I have access in this moment yeah. to, to connecting, to touching that yeah. presence, that love, yeah. that reality, that person yeah. who's, he's been given, he's, he's been given to me right. as a gift. And it's real. And it's real. Yeah. Now, sister, as you're talking, um, I wonder, like, could you, could you flesh out a bit just... Like, what do we, what do we mean when we say hope, um, particularly in a Christian vocabulary, but like, what does that, what does that look like? What does it feel like? What does it, mm. yeah, taste like? Okay. Okay. One image I love it's for myself personally, and I can't remember where I heard it, but hope is like throwing the anchor of your life, of your heart into the heart of God. Wow. So it's like throwing your anchor mm-hmm. upward into the heart of heaven. Wow. And holding on to that string for dear life. And I think of that, especially in the tough moments. Right. I think if we turn to the catechism, it has a really beautiful section mm-hmm. on hope. And if I can read at length just a bit, mm-hmm. uh, number 1820 uh, says this about Christian hope. It says, Christian hope unfolds from the beginning of Jesus' preaching in the proclamation of the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes raise our hope toward heaven as the new promised land. They trace the path that leads through the trials that await the disciples of Jesus. But through the merits of Jesus Christ and of his passion, God keeps us in the hope that does not disappoint. Hope is the sure and steadfast anchor of the soul that enters where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf. Hope is also a weapon that protects us in the struggle of salvation. Let us put on the breastplate of faith and charity, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. It affords us joy even under trial. Rejoice in your hope. Be patient in tribulation. 
Hope is expressed and nourished in prayer, especially in the Our Father, the summary of everything that hope leads us to desire. Kapow. Yeah, that's Whoa. like 1820. You're going to want to check into that one. Yeah, that's like a five-course meal yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. should, even reading it, I'm like, yes. Isn't that awesome? It's amazing. It, I mean, it really penetrates the human heart. Like, it penetrates my heart right now. Yeah, I, I'm encouraged. Right. I, I mean, here it is. It's a weapon. Mm-hmm. It is an anchor. It is the helmet we should put on. Right. It is... Um, it, it affords us joy under trial. Yeah. I mean... It, it doesn't disappoint. doesn't disappoint. It, it's the raising of our eyes to our heavenly promise. Incredible. It's amazing. It's, I mean, we forget about hope as an option. Yeah. We really do. Yeah. Especially when things look bleak and dark and the world seems like totally not so. Mm-hmm. It can be like very <laughs> tempting <laughs> to be like, wow. Yes. How can I hope in this? Mm-hmm. How can I stand how can I stand and hope? Right. That's a, I mean, that's a good question. And it's like, but even the Lord says like, you know, I think he's speaking of kind of the last days, but, but the image is really powerful to, to stand and raise your heads because your salvation is at hand. That is actually the posture of the Christian living in that way. It's to look up. Yeah. To look up and hold yourself Mm -hmm. in that posture. Yeah. And, And why? Because love love who is jesus well even okay there's great authors i mean throughout history there's so many awesome stories of hope and i know when i listen to someone Mm -hmm. speak about who's come through a crazy time or like something that was so bleak uh, times in our history that have been super dark Mm -hmm. i mean whoa history tells a tale yet to hear of those who stood in hope Mm -hmm. who didn't turn the lights out Mm -hmm. in their in their hearts they said no there's mm-hmm. something I can still cling to, mm-hmm. and that is love. And that's there's something I can still live for, and that is love. There's something still holding me, mm-hmm. and it is love. Uh, even poets, right? Charles Pagui. He's I know, so great. I love him. Isn't he fabulous? He's the best. He wrote a whole epic. I mean, it's a book-length poem, essentially. It's called The Portal of the Mystery of Hope. It's fabulous. It's highly recommended. If you haven't read him... Highly recommended. I mean, can I steal a few nuggets? I would love that. Charles Biggie, he says, Hope sees what will be in time and for eternity. They're both one and the same. Wow. Isn't that awesome? It's amazing. It's, yeah. It's so fun to think about. It's amazing. Hope sees what has not yet been and what will be. It's amazing. It reminds me of a quote from C.S. Lewis where he says, The closest thing to eternity is the present moment. Oof. It's powerful. Well, and there it is, the greatest of saints, mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis, the greatest of writers, they know, in a sense, to live in hope, you have two realities mm-hmm. that you're, you're holding on to, which is, is the present moment and mm-hmm. eternity, mm-hmm. and that those two mm-hmm. come together. Mm-hmm. And as you live those two, mm-hmm. a whole new realm of possibility is born. It opens up. Right? We are, we're not just living from a place, but we're living for mm-hmm. this reality and we're opened up yeah. to be filled yeah to be have his life pour into yeah. ours yeah and all the potential that his life brings our own yeah which we need it's it's amazing <laughs> it's what we're made for right it's what we're made for to live with that eternal perspective right yeah. yeah yeah i mean the reality is that hope sets us free to be 
possessed, animated by the life of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. In this moment. It's amazing. In this moment and, and for eternity. It's like there's a great new blessed, um, blessed Carlo Acutis, um, who was actually born in 91 and died in 2006. So he's a modern, modern saint, but he's had such a, a vision of, of hope and heaven. And he has this great quote. He said, we have always been expected in heaven. Right. That's, wow. that's our trajectory. Now, beginning now. And I, yeah, I love what you're saying, sister, just breaking that open. Well, it, it hearkens to me, sister, that in a sense, worry is a tragedy. Mm-hmm. It's, it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not made for it. That in a sense, we're made for this more, for something greater. Yeah. And when we clamp down, when we, we fall beneath the weight of our controls right. and disappointments and... Self-reliance. Right? Yeah. Right? When we turn into ourselves... We really, we crowd yeah. what we've been born for, yeah. which is this great and awesome yeah. love that's coming to us at every moment yeah. if we would but receive. Receive it. And because at the end of the day, it's like, I can't save myself. And that is the reason for my hope, because Jesus came to save me. So it's like, we actually have to live and acknowledge that place. I can't do it. I cannot save myself mm-hmm. in order to let Jesus save us. And that's, I think that's, that is the reason for our hope. That's why we say there's that beautiful prayer, hail cross, our only hope. He's the only one who has ever or ever will make sense of suffering, death, and pain. Wow. Yeah. Well, and I want to bring this into real time. Yeah. In a sense, what is, where do we see this? How do we see this bearing fruit in people's lives? Yeah. I am ceaselessly inspired by the the many women who um, come seeking hope mm-hmm. and healing after the experience of abortion. Yes. And there's one story in particular uh, that has, oh, it just, I can hear I can hear her story a thousand times, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. the power of God's love, the power of God's mercy. Yeah. And so I'd love to share it with you. I'd love to hear it. So basically, uh, and I'll call her Carrie, uh, she had uh, suffered, you know, multiple abortions, and you know, I tried to put that experience behind her, got married, and uh, there came a point when actually her husband started making this journey uh, of conversion back to the Catholic faith, and she could see the difference it was making in his life. Uh, in a sense, there was things he was overcoming, there was new life that she saw, and, and which was a beautiful thing, uh, but the rubber really hit the road when he was like, hey, you know, let's get our marriage blessed. Wow. He wanted to, in a sense, draw their, their love into the blessing of the church mm. and anchor it on, on God and a God who is very much filling his, his heart with new life. And so he said, you know, all we have to do is, you know, start going back to church and go to confession. And, you know, he went on and she was like, what? <laughs> right. All the sirens went off. Wow. Confession. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Super, super scary. So Carrie really wanted to try to, to walk with her husband and follow his encouragements and come together in this way. And so she started praying the rosary and she did so every day for a week. And, and as a fruit of that, she finally found the grace to share about her abortion experiences with her husband. And, and it was terrifying for her and yet finally able to share it. And through tears and rapidly, she said, I, I told the whole story in 30 seconds and asked her husband, can I ever be forgiven? Mm. And if you can imagine, this was his response to her. 
she said that he held her and he told her with like the depth of conviction everyone's forgiven when they come to Jesus and ask him even abortion even you and he simply said gosh that's what's that's what you've been holding in for all of these years he said no one should go through something like that alone wow can you imagine that is stunningly beautiful sister right wow um your husband receiving you in such merciful mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. and and faith mm-hmm. in the power mm-hmm. and hope mm-hmm. in the power of Christ's mercies. Mm-hmm. And through this and through her being received and encouraged by her husband, she woke up the next morning. First thing she did was call the rectory. Wow. Asked if father was available for a confession. And here she went holding on, she said, to a 29-year-old sin that she said was strangling her. Wow. And was able to bring this to the sacrament of confession and when we asked her gosh you know how did you feel after that you know she said for the first time i can remember that she felt alive on fire and in love she said i praised jesus and threw my arms up in the air my heart sang she said i drove as fast as i could legally to my husband's workplace to tell him (laughs) and she just ran up to him and said i did it i made my confession Mm. and that they they hugged and Mm. celebrated and she did. She she went on to say, that was the first step, you yeah. know, bringing bringing that to Jesus. And what followed uh, was a journey of healing, which we had the privilege of of walking with her throughout the years, and just so blessed by her hope, her friendship, yeah. her courage, yeah. and she's just a beautiful woman of faith. She's amazing. But it's right it's sister it's as you're sharing it again i've heard it many times too but it's like it's stunning Stunning. because it's just um the power of god's mercy that there's nothing bigger than his mercy like no sin no darkness is bigger than his love Mm -hmm. and that's actually why we can have hope um that's what we call our mission of uh, you know for women who have experienced abortion hope and healing because so many of them express like like carrie you know as we call her um but that they felt there was no hope that they mm-hmm. forget committed the unforgivable sin. There was no hope of redemption or joy again in their lives or happiness or anything. And Jesus shatters that lie. And he says, not only will I, I restore you, I will lift you, you know, to my heart. You know, mm-hmm. there's an, it, it's stunning. Stunning. This is the hope we have in Christ. It's so powerful. Yeah. Or even if it's like John the 23rd, but, mm-hmm. you know, his journal of a soul, he basically charted, you know, the journey of, mm-hmm. of the sinner, you know, it was, what a humble saint, mm-hmm. you know, he said he brought the same sins to confession <laughs> every week. Yeah. That's, that's hope. Yeah. That is the life of hope. <laughs> and, and whether it's what we think are the big unforgivable sins yeah. or even, you know, the little things that, oh, you know, yeah. we will struggle with and, and yeah. against, uh, for our, for our lifetime yeah. to live in that hope yeah. and that slowly but surely the Lord sanctifies. John the 23rd is a saint. Yeah. Uh, and he's so delightful. So delightful. <laughs> I don't know. Where else do we see hope? Yeah. Well, one of my f- other favorite saints, he's blessed, actually, blessed Jerzy Popiwuszko from, from Poland. But he was a great, um, very quiet priest, uh, sickly, but he, he became a chaplain for the Solidarity Movement hmm. in communist Poland. So these are the union workers that kind of rallied together to fight for human rights and for, you know, workers' rights. And uh, he became their chaplain and started, you know, preaching these masses, kind of a quiet guy, preaching these masses. 
for the fatherland, for Poland, and gathering hundreds of thousands of people. And the communists started to be so afraid of him that he became number one on their hit list. Mm. And they would terrorize him. Um, secret police, they, you know, um, framed him. Uh, you know, I mean, communist Poland was a terrible, yeah. terrible experience. You know, people being taken in the night and beaten and killed and terrible. Anyway, so they, they were doing all these things. Um, and finally, like, uh, one day, um, they, they followed Blessed Yerji on his way to a, a talk he was giving, followed him back, then they, uh, they took him, they stopped the car, took him, you know, beat him to death and threw him in a river. It, it was a, it, I'm, I'm doing a very light version of this, right. but it was an incredibly gruesome death. What a sorrow. And, and their hope was in that to, to squash him, to squash the solidarity movement, to squash, you know, all of this. And what did it do? It was exactly the opposite. His, his death, people mm. rallied around in such peace, um, forgiveness of their enemies, and it actually brought Poland together more and, uh, and you know, strengthened the solidarity movement, gave people hope that they hadn't had before, that, that uh, nothing could squash the love of Jesus. And, he, and they hailed him as, you know, as a, a hero and a saint. So wow. to me, that's such a, a powerful example uh, and witness of hope and, and, and what seems like times, dark times, national times that won't end. It's like, that's what their experience was. Mm-hmm. And you know what? There's hope. Live in truth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's powerful sister. Mm-hmm. What a powerful saint. Yeah. He's great. Blessed oh. Yerji. Looks like wow. J E R Z Y. Yerji. Yeah. How beautiful. Yeah. Well, and as we speak about this, I don't know, what are some tips we can throw out there? Because I know when I wake up in the morning and I live my day, I, I, I could give you a hundred reasons mm-hmm. um, why I should kind of weaken, weaken my grip on hope and try to cling to something else mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. yeah, get on the, the discouragement train. You know, how can we as Christians stand in hope and mm-hmm. claim this gift mm-hmm. that we've been given mm-hmm. and, and claim the gift of Christ's presence with us mm-hmm. uh, in each moment? So that's a really great question, loaded question. I think one thing I would say just to start is act like you matter to Jesus. Hmm. Um, you do. <laughs> and, but to act like it. And what does that mean? That means like, you know, I'm worth, I'm worth a, a well-made bed mm-hmm. in the morning. I'm worth folding my socks, but like actually acting like I matter to him. How beautiful. And that he loves me and he's waiting for me now and in eternity. And so like the little things with that consciousness, I think is really powerful. And and it's like St. Teresa says, we, we, um, we can expect as much as we hope for. Um, so to actually in, in a physical, tangible way, especially if we're struggling with depression or anxiety or anything that kind of dampens our hope Mm -hmm. even if we can't, it's hard for our mind to act like we matter to Christ. And actually, it, it's true, and it will help us to, to live in that hope. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. So, you, I, that's just one thought. I mean, I have lots, but what are you, any thoughts you have? I th- well, I think two, maybe two thoughts, two or three quick thoughts that, yeah, fortify. Mm-hmm my holding the anchor of my life, mm-hmm. uh, throwing it into the heart of God with confidence. I would say prayer mm-hmm. that as if we set aside time each day for prayer and really set it aside 
to turn our lives over to him Mm -hmm. and really turn them over, like lose your grip, lose control. Mm -hmm. And prayer in itself is an act of hope. Mm -hmm. And it's true. Holding our ground Mm -hmm. in that time of prayer, whatever happens, whether it's deeply consoling or dry, Mm -hmm. that the Christian, listen, even if prayer is, is desolate, that's a reason for trust. Mm -hmm. And if it's consoling, it's a reason for humility Mm -hmm. that we trust God is there. God's with me. He's for me. Mm -hmm. And let love be the reason for my holding my ground and hope. Mm -hmm. So prayer, Mm -hmm. the sacrament of the present moment, Mm -hmm. you know, so many times we lose our hope when we're we're living too far ahead in the future, when we're worrying about what could be, or we're worrying about what was, or we're, Mm -hmm. We're just lost in that, that worry and what we can't control. Mm-hmm. And to put a bridle mm-hmm. on your life mm-hmm. and just drain that, rein yourself in yeah. to the present moment where eternity, where God's presence can touch you, yeah. can reign yeah. over your life, where you can gain eternal perspective. Mm-hmm. That you know what? Win, lose, or draw, I belong to God mm-hmm. and I'm loved. Yeah. And I have a future. Yeah. And it's God. Yeah. It's communion. Yeah. Lastly, to cling to the cross yeah that's key the hope key that even in the darkest most difficult moments Mm -hmm. stay with jesus Mm -hmm. stay with jesus Mm -hmm. cling to that cross Mm -hmm. and he is going to see you through yeah wow yeah well before we go sister do you have a challenge you know i do and i'm piggybacking on the last thing you said (laughs) love it but my challenge actually would be um kind of again like i mentioned that prayer hail cross our only hope Hmm. but i would encourage you um, every week to make time, maybe 15 minutes and actually meditate and pr- place yourself, uh, in your heart by the cross at the foot of the cross and look at him, look at him because he is the reason for our hope, his death and crucifixion. And he is the one who will answer every question of your heart. Um, he was the one who will cast out every anxiety, every discouragement, who will banish despair. And so I just encourage you, spend time with Jesus on the cross every week in an intentional way. Uh, I challenge myself, all of us, to do that. Yeah. I yeah. love it. What about you? Before we go. Before we go, well, I, I want to echo what you just said, because mm-hmm. uh, I think it's deeply powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess... I. I want to hearken to this beautiful document as kind of a challenge. It's called Space Salve, mm. and it's written by Benedict the Sixteenth. And just a nugget from that document, uh, he said that basically that reason, human reason, and and human freedom, are in a sense guiding stars mm. when it comes to hope. How beautiful! Isn't that powerful? How beautiful! And yeah, to reverence that reality that. Uh, we need to form and allow our reason to be formed healthily mm-hmm. and to know the difference between good and evil and then to exercise our freedom mm-hmm. towards good and evil. Because as we do and as we choose the good, that will strengthen us mm-hmm. and, and fill us with mm-hmm. the good. So read Space Salve. It was a double challenge. <laughs> and, and make good choices for yourself. Yeah. You know, I think stepping back sometimes and noticing what is leading me to discouragement Mm -hmm. and name those things and stop doing them. And what, what, what allows me to find space and room in my heart to hope Mm -hmm. and choose those more. Mm -hmm. 
That's awesome. Yeah. I love that sister. It's, it's simple, but it can make a huge difference. It could change your life. Amen. Yeah. Well, I wonder, would you close us in a prayer? I would love to. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we ask that you send all your angels and saints uh, to be with us, all those listening uh, with us here, and to pray for us, to help us through the anchor of our whole life uh, into the heart of your heart, into the abyss of its mercies and its love for us. We pray for every grace to strengthen our hope in your promises of love, in the truth of your love, holding us in this moment. Uh, we entrust our future to you. We commend it to your providential care. We entrust our past to you. We entrust it to your mercies. And we ask for every grace just to claim uh, the truth of your love in this moment and to, to remain in that gift. We thank you, Father, for your blessings. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God bless and keep you all today in his good and living hope. Amen. See you next time. Be well. This was Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life, a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life. Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.